0: Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode, the goal is 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 one thing, but the journey and how we behave and act on the way is equally, if not more important. Running with Jake, the podcast,
1: because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe.
2: Welcome to the show. This is Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. The show that attempts to remind you. Of your big why, your reasons why you are running, why you are working towards any lofty goals that you might have. Yes, on the show. If you're new, a new listener to our little show, we speak to experts on the show, don't we, Pete, non-running guy producer of the show? We do have experts on the
1: show. Yeah, we do. Of course, we do. Yeah. And let's not forget as well that you are actually an expert. I don't know (laughs) if I'm an expert. I'm an
2: expert. That just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes, I'm a running coach. I am a running coach, and this show does give me the opportunity to reach people en masse, obviously helping people with motivation, tips, tricks, thoughts, getting people fired up. Uh, And it's slightly different from the one-to-one type stuff that I do in my my coaching. So, you know, it's a great platform for me. But expert, oh, it makes me feel a bit icky. Don't like that don't like that it's
1: like it's like guru isn't it oh come on just God. use the word man just use the word oh, just use the, no 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 i didn't say guru but we
2: do get into the psychological side of training quite a lot don't we and i think this obviously is a well connected with that why the reasons why we do things we love that so we like to talk about the technical practical side of training again if you're new to the show uh, but we also like to get into the deep emotional psychological side of training and racing it is a massive part of everything that we do as runners Cool. Right. I need to kickstart the show actually, Pete, with um I need to do a little shout out. Is that all right? I don't do them very often. And it's a, it's a bit old school, isn't it?
1: Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you know you didn't say about uh. this in the in the in the pre-show meeting. You didn't mention kickstarting and you didn't mention shout outs, but if you if that's what you want to do, just yeah, just do that. I don't think shouting's good, but I just
2: I feel like I need to do a little shout out. So I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give a shout out to Pete. Pete <laughs> Pete from from from, from the running club from Wadak, Winchester and Athletic. No, Winchester and District Athletic Club. By the way, I'm not making that up if you are a regular <laughs> listener to the show. I have been mentioning Wadak quite a lot on episodes episode recently, and I still can't get it right. I, I trip over the words every single time. I
1: know. To give it some history, you've um, you've you've recently moved to Winchester, and um, you don't normally take part in running clubs. And then all of a sudden, you are taking part in a running club, and you're really enjoying it and getting to be part of it, aren't you? From what I understand, but you still don't really quite know the name of it, which is acceptable. It's fine. I, unfortunately, I don't have to write it on many
2: forms, so that's always helpful. I just I'm going to stop mentioning it on the show. I'm just going to refer to it now as the club, the club. But I got involved um, uh, Sunday just gone. This was my second run, so this is not a an official session. So people listening that are part of running clubs, they'll know that you do typically Tuesday and Thursday, these training sessions are club sessions. And then sometimes some of the runners organize their own runs and get involved. And my reason for getting involved, my big why for joining the club, and I'm crystal clear on this is to make friends, connections, be around people, you know, That kind of human contact—not that I give everybody hugs yet—we're not quite at that stage. But I I, I thought about it. I thought about it. But for me, that's a really big part of why I'm joining the club. And on Sunday, I got involved in my second long run, the organised runs at the weekend, which was wicked. Uh, And Pete—he's the guy, local guy, top man. He uh, organises the routes. He's there on his—he's running with his phone. He's got the OS map and all this stuff. We're on trails, and he's taken us—gosh knows where—absolutely brilliant. But then on Sunday, just gone, he said to me, "I um had a." I listened to listen to your podcast uh, the other day and um, I was oh, brilliant. Yeah, good stuff. Bearing in mind, I'm there to kind of just as a passenger, just not to talk kind of coaching type stuff. I'm just there. I'm just there. Mm. And uh, he said, oh, I, I was quite surprised. I, I really enjoyed it. He said, everybody's doing podcasts these <laughs> days. He said, he said, everybody's doing podcasts <laughs> these days. He said, it sounded really professional. I thought, I must
1: tell Pete. I must tell Pete yeah. that. Yeah. Well- How nice. How nice is that? Obviously, that's a that's a real compliment because he said, I like what you're doing, it sounds professional. But what it does mean is he met you as just you first and then he realised what you did and he realised you did the podcast and he listened to it. And he was surprised that it sounded good, <laughs> having met you beforehand. So I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, am I looking too deeply into it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it was a
2: compliment, <laughs> backhanded compliment. I'm not sure. Look, I'm going to take it as a compliment. I thought it was a really nice thing. I'll
1: take it as, I'll take it as a compliment. Wadak Pete, we salute yeah, you. Yeah, we give you a little shout out there. All good. But not a hug. Not a hug. It's too far. No,
2: we're not there yet, are we? Virtual hug, maybe. Virtual <laughs> hug. But that's it. That's it.
1: Yeah. I like the way you keep using yet, though, because Pete all of a sudden is listening and he's thinking, oh, no, at some point there's going to be a hug. (laughs) For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast.
2: Running with Jake, the podcast. I feel very chilled today, actually. I feel quite relaxed. I love speaking with our guests on the show each and every week. Regular listeners of the show will know that. But I feel at home because I've got a fellow podcaster. On the show today, which is very exciting, a brand new podcast being released, you're going to love this, called Run the Business. This is a new weekly podcast exploring the unique relationship between running and business. Definitely parallels there. On the show, they chat and get into the stories of CEOs, business leaders, entrepreneurs from around the world, learning how running became central to their lifestyle and success, and ultimately asking the question, do runners make better leaders? Well, we're speaking to the host of the show today, Anthony Gay. Ant, I'm gonna call you. You're a friend of the show now. Come on. How you doing? Are you well? Jake. I am good. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's great to chat to you. I'm personally excited by this, and I think we should just set the okay. scene. We do okay. know each other. We're, how our paths have crossed in a former life uh, um, with your radio background, with my radio background. We, we did uh, our paths did cross in Sheffield, but it's we, you know, time flies. We haven't seen or spoken to each other forever. You're now on the show, launching your new show. Very exciting. Great to have you on. It's
0: awesome, isn't it? I mean that that time back then in Sheffield working in in radio. So uh, Hallam FM, for anybody who is familiar <laughs> with that part of the world, uh, was a lot of fun. And uh, th- there was a, a lot of learning on our, on our
2: journey that we were on back then. Journeys are very relevant to all runners of all levels of ability. They're all on their own journey, you know, dealing with the setbacks, the frustrations, the highs, the lows. It's all going on. And I imagine when you're running a business, as you know very well, there are definitely some similarities there. I'm fascinated by this stuff and because as a running coach myself now, when I'm helping different people achieve different things and working through the obstacles and towards their goals... It's so interesting how it has an impact on other areas of their life. So they may come with a goal in mind, a marathon or whatever, but then it's how does how does it affect their life in other ways, in a positive sense, whether that's through work? Does it make them calmer? Does it make them more creative is something I hear quite a lot. Where did it all start for you, the idea and that curiosity between sort of running and leadership in business? That's a great question. I've, I've always been a runner
0: of some sort throughout my life, and I, I kind of got into... Management and, and leadership, and I think people get thrown into it at a point in their in their jobs when it's something that they're not very good at, and, and it's something they need to sort of work on. and, and um, as you mentioned, the journey that we're all on, it, it's it's a constant improvement, and it's a it's a thing that we have to develop and nurture. So when did I get into it? Well, I mean, I was, I, was, I was running since school and have been running on and off since then. I mean, we've all been there on the cross countries, across cold winter oh, mornings, across farms, don't. fields, and, you know, in the little shorts. Um, so I was there doing that. Uh, and as you know, I, I kind of got into, I guess, leadership management in, in my late 20s. But it's only in the last few years that I, I think I've started to realise uh, the parallels between running and how we might approach business and and leadership as well and i split it into three areas really there's the physical benefits of of running uh, and i think anybody in uh, a leadership or in business knows that being physically on top of your game uh, can make a difference you know you get up in the morning you do that half an hour run before the sun comes up and you just get that extra energy to, to get you through the day that extra power um, there's this psychological benefits of running which we which we know about and you know how it can help our sense of well-being and mindfulness and then the third thing which I started to notice is these parallels between running and business. And the the cliched one is, I guess, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's built on a certain logic and comes from a certain place. And as I started to sort of dig into some of those uh, comparisons, metaphors, uh, you know, parallels, I started to notice there were lots of other ways that our preparation for running can influence business.
2: It's a huge area, isn't it? And I'm Thinking as I listen to what you say there, you know, breaking it down into those things that you get, those core elements that you get from running, and I guess physical activity in general. The, obviously, the physical benefits, and I think they're at the, the forefront of most people's mind, I yeah. think you know when they first start something running or some other activity it's often connected to physical wellness achieving a goal or something and obviously if you uncover and scratch beneath the surface get a bit deeper there's probably some deep-rooted reasons as to why they want to improve their physical health but that's the like the obvious stuff it's the psychological side of things which absolutely fascinates me so i'm a runner myself like you if i wasn't a runner i would I think find something else to feel the same things that I get from running. Does that make sense? I just use it as a vehicle, as I often say, to to achieve Absolutely. certain feelings or elements of creativity or to be a better coach or whatever. You know, like with the people you speak to on the show run the business it's being better a better leader better in business you know better person to be around so so important I, look I often I'm going to be honest with you now I, I often do a bit of research a little bit of research when we have guests on the show I think it's the okay. right thing to do as a host but with yourself the first thing I did was google the results of the Manchester marathon uh, because I know you did that that was was that this year that you did it I did. Yeah, Manchester Marathon.
0: I've been I've been wanting to do it for for I've lived in in Manchester for 12 13 years and I I've never done the Manchester Marathon. I've done the done the 10k and um, another sort sort of runs around Cheshire and places around but never done the Manchester Marathon I was signed up to do it in the 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 COVID year which didn't happen Uh. so I got a a finisher's medal because I went and did it in my under my own steam I thought uh, nothing's going to stop me running so (laughs) I did my marathon around leafy Cheshire got my finisher's medal but I thought no that's not enough is it that's that's pretend that's not real so I signed up for it uh, for this year and uh, yeah did it and it was it was wonderful Uh, it was a great experience
2: I'm surprised our paths did not cross. I was there in Manchester as well. I, I love the Manchester Marathon. I've done it a few times. And I, I looked at the finish time. We must have been around the race village afterwards, around the similar time. Did you see a guy rubbing a girl's back, holding her hair back while she was vomiting everywhere across the line? If you did, that was me. That, did you funny, see that? I, I,
0: I think I would have noticed and remembered that if <laughs> yeah. I saw that. No, Possibly. I didn't see that.
2: Was it your first marathon at uh, Manchester? Have you, done, have you done more than that? I know you've got some big, meaty challenges ahead of you. So I've I've done a
0: few marathons. Um, Manchester was I've been wanting to do Manchester because it's it's fairly flat and everybody says oh it's a flat marathon you can you can do a quick time in in Manchester, but they don't really tell you about that altering a <laughs> bit, which is kind of like well this is this is a bit you know this is wasn't planned. Um, but I've done you know I've been fortunate to do a, a few wonderful marathons. Uh, did the New York City Marathon a, a few years back. Uh, which was amazing. Uh, I actually did a Sheffield marathon, which I don't think they do anymore. Um, wow. Uh, nearly 20 years ago now. Uh, London marathon, uh, Lake District marathon around Windermere. Um, that, that's pretty hilly. So yeah, I've, I've done a few and then I sort of you know, got the bug and then you get drawn into uh, doing slightly longer distances and then you sort of go up to 60 and then try 80k and then and then before you know it you're doing sort of wacky challenges uh 100k and above
2: what is that about and i'm interested to know what i mean by that is where how do you get that far down that path and that journey does that make sense what why do you suddenly feel like there's another another scratch to itch you know another itch to scratch rather what why do we go beyond the marathon why go to a marathon at all what was what was the appeal for you was it was it recognition was it uh, motivation to train because if you've got an event most people say well i'm more committed to training you strike me as somebody that will train anyway so what what was kind of the real driver for you i think we all need goals don't we and this relates to the business side of the podcast
0: as well Uh, unless you have something to strive for to achieve, um, we can drift and we can uh, float around and, and not really uh, achieve or have a focus on anything. So I think for starters, um, anybody getting into running and whether your goal is to run 1K without walking or 5K or 10K, um, having a clear goal and the same is in business. You know, what 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 does success look like? Is it is it about money? Is it about... Uh, Profit is about how we uh, treat our people in the business. Um, So, you know, coming back to your question, how do distances get longer? Um, I think it's just one of those things where you start to test what being alive is and and what being a human is and and start to sort of get a sense of, well, where are the edges? You know, what does, how far can I push it? And what does it feel like at, at that point? And it's probably the answer to your question is somewhere in there of feeling alive, testing ourselves as as humans, and and just taking
2: it as far as as far as you can. I really like that. I really like where are the edges, pushing the boundaries a little bit safely and yeah. sometimes unsafely is in. It's got to scare you a little bit, and I'm interested to get your view on this, and and I'm also interested to get your view. Uh, from the people that you've already spoken to on the show. Obviously, I know you have a few episodes ready to launch on the day of release. Run the business. Excited to listen to those. I'm interested to know the, the people you've spoken to, what their thoughts are on goal setting in business and running. Have you noticed that there are some parallels there in that process of how they set goals? Because we hear it's got to be realistic, you know, talking about running goals now. It's got to be, it's got to, it's got to fire you up. It's got to sex you up. It's got to be worth it. Otherwise, why are you going to get out of bed in the morning? Surely there's got to be some similarities there with setting goals in business. What's your thoughts?
0: Definitely. I mean, the, the similarities are, yeah, right right there in front of your face. And I think the, the idea of having a big, I mean, they, they used to call it big, hairy, audacious goals. I don't know if people still refer to them as that anymore. You know, having that big thing that you want to achieve. But if that's the only thing you focus on, and this is running and business, if you only focus on the big thing, then it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard to motivate yourself if, if that goal maybe is six months, 12 months down the line. So to answer your question, I think it's, it's having smaller objectives on your journey that will help you get to where you need to be and making sure those goals are ones that you can celebrate along the way. Because I think we all need a sense of fulfilment, uh, a sense of success, um, as humans, you know, we we need it sooner than later because that helps us, keeps us motivated, keeps us positive. So breaking down your big goal into the, the the smaller chunks is is an obvious one, but I think it can be a powerful way of of keeping you on the right path and keeping you moving forward. Because that's what it is, isn't it? It's all about constant moving forward. And there'll be ups and downs as we go along, but as long as the momentum is 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 taking you forward, that's that's what counts.
2: I've got a runner at the moment that I'm looking after that I'm coaching who's just coming back from a bit of a calf injury. So nothing major, but enough where he, he's got to shelve his running trainers for just a short period. Of course, as you can imagine, it feels like forever. And I, I check in regularly, see how he's doing, what's what's going on. I like regular feedback. You know, communication as a coach is really important. And yeah. He said the other day in one of his messages, he's out there doing like three minutes of jogging. You know, this is a marathon runner. This is an experienced marathon runner. You know, he's done lots of stuff, been running years. And he said, "I'm feeling so good. Like, you know, because of the progress, because he's yeah. moving forward. It's those little wins. It's those self sort of pats on the back, those acknowledgements. We feel like I'm slight He feels like he's slightly better today than he was yesterday. And I guess that's the same in business or any area of life. You want that locomotion, don't you? Moving forward, really important. Just getting into your mindset with with how you set goals. And I'm talking running specifically here. We know that." you know, we can switch around with this. It lends itself to other areas of life. But are you somebody that likes to throw yourself right in the deep end? Or are you somebody that likes to push the edges and test the water safely and slowly? Where do you sit personality-wise? Do you just want to go for it and really challenge yourself? Or do you just need those little mini steps forward?
0: I think it's a bit of both. I I like the big goals and I like the idea of, yeah, why can't I run 100k? And once you've kind of got that in your head that it's it's something you want to do and it's possible then you go well how would i do that because you don't start by running 100k you you then have a plan or, uh, you know and work out how you're going to achieve that and what the steps are on the way and and this applies to to business and to running uh, you know if you want a, a million pound business that does x y and z it doesn't come straight away otherwise everybody would be doing it and and it's taking it back down to well, what do i need to do today that will help move me forward to that goal that i i i want to achieve what do i need to do this week what do i need to achieve this month where do i need to be in 3 months it's not a a a constant sort of uh, straight line towards that goal i think that's something that we all need to recognize as as you say you you get injuries along the way you'll have setbacks But as long as you can see the big goal at the end and have the smaller objectives along the way, I think that's how as humans we can motivate ourselves to to get to where we need to be, if that makes sense
2: it makes perfect sense. It's like process goals, isn't it? Those little mini checkpoints that we have. And and I think that does keep you motivated, which you touched on earlier. The, the analogy I use, it's like I'm down in Winchester now. If I was driving up to, let's say, Edinburgh, I don't love being in the car anymore. And that would be like oh, a bit of a nightmare driving to Edinburgh. So I need those process goals. I need those little mini wins that might be stopping off in 50 miles for a coffee at one of the service stations. It's a silly example to give, but it just breaks things up. It breaks that journey up that we keep talking about. And it does keep you on track because we know that if you're training for something properly if you're doing it well whatever the goal is to for you let's say it's a manchester marathon again next year well you kind of need to start putting those elements of conditioning in place now just like with business if you have lofty business goals you need to start thinking about it now and putting those steps in place don't leave it last minute but it can almost feel too far away sometimes can't it like oh god that goal is so it's so far away trying to keep yourself motivated is hard so i think having those little mini process goals could definitely help tell me about this can i call it bonkers can i call it this bonkers event you're doing it sounds amazing it makes my eyes water 135 mile coastal the coastal bit i'm all for by the way and just not the 135 the, miles the fresh
0: sea air as you go along <laughs> oh
2: gosh and headwind hopefully not ultramarathon around the isle of anglesey a ring of fire as it is known when is that and have you done anything like that before you're jumping straight from manchester into that or have you is is there a gap that you've bridged so uh,
0: the ring of fire is as you say a coastal ultramarathon uh, around (laughs) the coast of uh, anglesey um it's interesting because it's got four thousand meters, I think, of elevation as you go around as well, which is it's kind of hidden in these this undulating coastline. Uh, so there's there's nothing super big apart from I think it's a couple of hills towards the end, which are, are challenging. But generally, it's just sort of up and down, up and down. Um, You're not going to
2: mind about Altringham, are you? Once you've done uh, Ring of Fire, uh, definitely. Altringham, 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 Altringham. town
0: centre is. <laughs> Easy in comparison, <laughs> probably like you, Jake. I do a lot of reading of of you know books about running and and you know, feats that that people have achieved, and it, it came up in one of the books actually. Um, that um, and I'll, I'll get it wrong. I think it was Richard As- Asquith, but it, it may not have been in one of his books. He mentioned the Ring of Fire. Uh, as something he'd done I think in one of his training runs as, as part feet of the in the clouds, goal. no it won't
2: be Feet in the Clouds I, I, I'm uh, I'm, trying to rack my brains as well there's there's people out on runs listening to this shouting the name of the book yeah. at we don't know we'll Google it later uh,
0: yeah it, it's one of those running authors which I know we all love and we've read all the books uh, but he, he did the Ring of Fire as part of uh, one of the prep runs if you like for a big challenge that he was taking on uh, and it, it just struck with me. I, I love the idea of, you know, the Johnny Cash song, Ring of Fire, where the guy that organises it, I think you have to listen to the entire song before you start the run. And, and that sort of resonated with me as to, yeah, this sounds a bit, you know, a bit bonkers. Uh, so it's coming up at the beginning of September. It's uh, across three days. You get three days to do it. You start Friday afternoon at one o'clock. I think the first leg is around 57k, uh, and that's on Friday. Saturday is about and 108k, something like that. And then on the... In fact, I've got it written down on my training book here. Um, 105k on the Saturday, 54k on the Sunday, back to Hollyhead. Uh, so you've got the, the the three days to do it. I think finishing before 4.30 on Sunday afternoon, hopefully. So have I done anything like this before no, not not over <laughs> multiple days. That's the kind of thing that attracted me to this one is seeing how my body would feel running again the next day, having done a big run. Um, I mean, I've done, I did a hundred k last uh, September in in one day in Derbyshire, uh, which was a point to point run. Which randomly, and this is you know very random, I actually won. Uh, <laughs> which I, I had <laughs> did not set out to do. And uh, there were, I, I thought, far uh, fitter and younger, healthier specimens uh, running this race. Uh, but I, I kind of, you know, overtook people on on the way and, and ended up at the front and kept going and kept Take going. It. That's awesome. And it got to sort of like 80k and it was getting dark. Uh, and I'm like, I'm still in the lead. I, I could actually win this. I've never won any running event in my entire life, so <laughs> I waited until I was 49 to actually uh, win, uh, in air quotes, uh, my my first race. I think it was only about 20 odd people that ended up finishing it, but still, it was it was a lovely feeling to to get home uh, to this you know, church hall in the middle of nowhere and be the first person to get back for this run. So that was that was the longest run I've done to date. Um and I've been I've been sort of clocking up the miles uh, across the last couple of months uh, to to get ready for this one. Easing off through through August now before the actual uh, run at the beginning of September.
2: My gosh. Well, I can't wait to hear how this goes. And and don't play it down. Take it, accept it. It's so easy, isn't it, to be not negative. Negative's not the right word, but sort of Oh, you know, I, I can't believe it. I won and, oh, but there wasn't that many people and da-da-da-da-da. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. If we if we feel that we're putting ourselves not on a pedestal, but if we're saying this actually is a really positive experience, I did really well in, in this thing. I guess that could be business or it could be running. But then you sort of want to justify it a little bit with X or Y. I sometimes have this with some of my runners and in, 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 in the sense that if they do a good session, right? So in their mind, they that was a good session, they, they feel a little awkward about, like, accepting that, that they did that. It's almost looking at things extrinsically rather than intrinsically. Rather than saying, I did that, it's like, well, I don't know how that happened. That was, you know, it must have just been one of those flukes or one of those good days. Whereas if they have a bad session, it's very easy for them to really start to look at, well, it's because of this and it's because of that and it's because I didn't do this and I did do that. Not always the case. I think reframing things positively, massively important. I guess you have to do that in business as well, Anne. Tell me, how do you deal with disappointment be that training or be that business or life for that matter do you, is there a process that you have do you find it easy to deal with disappointment I, I don't think i find it easy but i'm i think naturally a positive
0: person so i always try and look for the best in in situations and i think i'm, I'm fortunate i know that's not everybody's sort of perspective on life um but i think i've always been somebody that has been fortunate to kind of have this this positive outlook on life so that helps because when disappointment comes along as we know it's how you face it that is going to be the 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 thing that decides what what the next um, you know what, what comes next is is there success down the line or do you give up one of the guests on the podcast said to me the other day um and it's something that stuck with me persistence is a talent multiplier and i thought that was a great quote the fact that if you just keep going uh, whatever talent you have it will get bigger and get stronger and get more powerful and I think we're all dealt a certain set of cards uh, that we have to deal with you know our our bodies are all certain shapes and and sizes and you know the conditions that we have to run in And so yep all that stuff is there but persistence will whatever talent you have will get you somewhere further as long as you keep pushing.
2: So powerful isn't it that persistence not always necessarily so easy I think back to certain races or training periods in my life outside of running as well for that matter where maybe I wasn't as persistent as I could have been and it's something that I I guess I've learned through time you know you you set these goals running goals let's say initially and especially in the early days of running, you don't really know what you're capable of, do you? So you, you, you're perhaps playing it a little bit safe. Or maybe you might be overcooking things a bit. Maybe you, maybe you don't quite have the ability to achieve the goal that you have in mind. But I think for most people, they're maybe a little bit cautious because they're not sure what they're capable of. And then once they've got a few more races under their belt, a few more marathons, let's say, or 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever floats their boat, then they've got a benchmark to work from. They can then yeah. start to see, you know what I mean, the potential. Mm-hmm. And well, actually... Maybe, okay. maybe I'm going to set the bar here now and that might be realistic, but then you need to look at what time frame you're going to give yourself to achieve that because it might be realistic, but not tomorrow. It might not be next week or the month after all, next year even. It might be five years down the line. The classic, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Well, where do you see yeah. yourself in five years' time? Not just in business, but in running. What goals do you want to look at? Think long-term. But then it's persistence, isn't it? Because we know you, things are going to come your way. In the, like my guy Francis, who's torn his calf. He didn't choose to tear his calf. You know, he's just It's something that's going to make him stronger through resilience, being persistent and building that resilience to come back stronger. And then it makes the reward even greater. I went off on one a little bit there. But do you know what I mean? It's that. I know Resistance what you mean. It's key, I, isn't it?
0: It is key. And the people that have the challenges, I think ultimately can end up in the in the long term being stronger, better, and potentially more successful for it. Because if you have the easy ride getting to where you need to be, uh, I don't think you fully appreciate the journey. Because the goal is is, is one thing, but the journey and how we... Behave and act on the way is equally, if not more important, and and I think yeah, people that have uh, challenges, how they address those and and persevere can be um, you know can be something that really delivers, gives us something that we wouldn't otherwise get. Uh, running, running is so humbling, isn't it? When you when you start to realise the the strength and at the same time the fragility of the human body it's It's a real grounder, and I think that's something which I've you know learned over the years of it helps you be you know calmer, more thoughtful uh, and 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 more humble when you you start to understand w- what's what's involved and and ha- the impact it has on us.
2: Do you find it easy to get out the door always? I mean you're obviously a positive guy and you're up for it with these challenges, fired up with business, but do you do you ever have those days where you're like, oh, man, you know I'm not up for it today and if you do. What happens then? How do you overcome it? How do you get yourself out the door? I, I, I guess I do, but I think
0: the habits that we create take us automatically into routines that we know benefit us. And you, you will, you will know this, and, and I'm sure it's something you you talk a lot about. Is that if you can create that habit of positivity, uh, whether it's you know the, the you know our, our muscles needing something, our, our heads needing that. Um, run in the morning we know the benefits that come from those positive habits and the same is in you know is in business um you know certain calls or 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 meetings or uh you know stopping to analyze where the business is is at some of these things might not uh come naturally but you know that if you can get into the habits of doing certain things it, there will be benefits that y- you can get um so that's probably how i motivate myself is that it just becomes automatic um you know that getting out the door you know you're on kilometer number 2 before you even are really thinking about it
2: it's funny because a, a thing that's often thrown around and you may have heard this is the whole proper runner thing you know what 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 is a proper runner a lot of runners will say and i believe it's through lack of self-confidence in the main oh, I'm not a proper runner. You know, they justify whatever their performance or the speed they run at. And they don't need to justify, but I'm not a proper runner. Well, what makes a proper runner? Uh, And of course, it's it's a nonsensical thing, really. It, it, It means nothing, really. But when I speak to someone like yourself and some of the things that you're saying, it's if it's just what you do, it's an integral part of your life. I think there's something in that for me, in my mind, when it comes to sort of being a runner, you know, embrace the fact that you are a runner. There are going to be challenges. We've spoken about persistence here. We've spoken about it being second nature and a habit. It's just what you do. Doesn't mean you're always going to bounce out the door. I'm doing the videos on social media. We do this podcast every weekend. Your weekly dose of running motivation. Not always motivated to get out the door. Sometimes I spent so long helping my runners and reframing some of their sessions in a positive light, you know, helping them to see the things perhaps they can't see, that sometimes yeah. I'm left a little bit empty. Does that make sense? Like I I could do with somebody like yourself, a positive guy like you, going, come on, mate, get out there. You know, you're going to think how you're going to feel when you get back. But it's how you overcome those, those moments. We all go through it. I don't think anybody just bounces out the door every single run. And that's
0: where having... It? Having a community of, of, of friends, uh, you know, colleagues around you is so important. I mean, what you just described is, uh, you know, we, we don't have, you know, infinite energy. And, you know, even the most motivated and most positive, you know, others need to to refuel, to replenish or need motivation. And being on this this conversation with you... The energy that you've got and the inspiration that I'm getting from you, you know, I, I'm I'm buzzing from this conversation, uh, but I I totally get the fact that it's it's not something that is there all the time. We all need uh, to to you know refuel or have other people around that we can lean on when we need it. And I think that's a great thing. Going back to the you know the business podcast is you cannot be alone as a leader as uh, somebody who is running a business, you need to have people around you that you trust, that, that share your energy, share your enthusiasm, that bring in different ideas, different creativity that you can rely on to, to do the work that that you want to do and, and be around you. So yeah, don't be alone in, in in either running or in in leadership because it, it's uh, ultimately in the long term that's not a healthy place to be.
2: I think it's a great way to to end the chat, and uh, you know, and, and I love it. You're absolutely right. People matter so much, and energy we we give out energy, and as you say, and I really appreciate that. It's nice for me to hear. You know, you feel more motivated and you know up for it having had this chat, as I do too. You know, it happens so often with the great guests that we speak to, and I'm sure you're the same on run the business. But we we need that energy back as well. We give it out, but we also need it back on occasions. And that's why people are so important, strong networks in the running world, in the training world, in real life, and of course, in business. And it's been amazing chatting to you. The uh, new show is out, Run the Business. It drops on Tuesday 30th of August. I'm guessing you can listen to that everywhere these days. You're
0: absolutely right. If anybody wants to check out Run the Business, uh, the podcast, it is available from wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Best of luck with everything. It's been really inspirational to catch up. Running with Jake,
1: the podcast. Oh, in other news, I'll tell you what I haven't told you. Okay. Not told you about this. Wait, I thought you told me I thought you told me everything, mm. Jake. Why have you not told me about this? What, what are you what are you playing at? It's not bit. We just
2: haven't had time. Obviously it was a very sure. quick yeah, pre-show yeah, yeah, meeting, yeah. wasn't it? So we didn't really get chance to um to, to I didn't get chance to break the news to you. Martina's not happy with me. Why? my girlfriend. She's Is it because happy. of
1: the way you talk to her when she's speaking too loudly outside of that little recording studio that you've got where you open the door, and you go, Marty, can you keep it down, please? Like I did earlier. Yeah. keep it down. Is it because of that? I'm recording. <laughs> going live. Going live.
2: In three, two... Martina, my girlfriend, she's working from home. She's studying at 10, 12 hours, heads in books and literature and laptops and all kinds of stuff. Papers, research Papers to uh, pass the exam that she's got coming up next week now. This is crazy. She's traveling to Cambridge to, yeah, Yeah. it's like serious pressure. So it's like, it's on, it's on. Uh, But the thing is, I get bored. I get bored at home. I get bored. Look, I get bored on my own, which is why I want to give Pete from the club a hug. I just, you know, (laughs) I just need a bit of company. I can't help it. My girlfriend doesn't talk to me anymore. I just talk into a, a microphone most of the time when I'm recording the podcast with you. That's it. That's it. So I get a bit bored. The problem is, when I get bored, and I've coached all my runners, and I'm left on my own devices yeah I start to buy stuff online don't I? I start to buy running shoes that I don't need yes I bought some more running shoes that I don't need although of course I told Martina that I do need them I do need them that I need them mm. it's a need thing oh no but she's not happy she's not happy, she's she's happy not with you
1: for over buying over
2: buying stuff Mm. Oh no! Well, the problem is she. She then said to me, "Do you do you actually need those shoes?" <laughs> but I didn't want to lie to her, so what can you say? What can, so I came up with this big story about why I need them because they were on in, in an offer. They're a, a slightly older model, and I'm going to need them at some point. And and if I was to buy them, like in the future, they're going to be more expensive. And uh, uh, help, help, help! <laughs> Somebody call me, get me out of this situation. Uh, uh. Anyway, they're arriving today, so I'm going to try and get to the door first. Otherwise, if she gets to the door, yeah. it's just going to be that little reminder, isn't it? It's going to prompt the conversation again. We've already done the
1: conversation. I'm over it, man. I, d- I just, I don't need to talk about shoes anymore. As soon as, as, they, as soon as they come, what you've got to do is you've got to hide them in your wardrobe and then don't wear them for months and then put them on and like wander into the kitchen when she's there. She'll say, oh, new trainers. And you go, no, no, I've had them ages. <laughs> and that's no lie, you see? It's no lie. It's not a lie. It is not a <laughs> lie. That is genius. So yes. I'm just going to write that down. That's my
2: tactic. That's my tactic. Love it. Okay. You get that sorted. Talking of tips and tricks and not being sly and devious with your partner, Mm. it's time to take another one of your questions. It is hashtag ask Jake. Today's question comes from Charlotte, who does a lot of treadmill running. She always runs on the flat, so she has the gradient set at 0%. But she has heard that when running on a treadmill, you should set it to 1%. And she wants to know my thoughts on that. Charlotte, there's a lot of people that do suggest to set the treadmill to a gradient of 1%, and the logic and thinking be, thinking behind that is to closely match treadmill running to that of outdoor running. And the reason being that when you're running outdoors, you have a, a bit of a headwind as you run forwards, whereas on the treadmill, you don't have that in a gym. So if you increase the intensity of the session by increasing the, the gradient just to 1%, it, it bridges that gap between outdoor running and and the intensity of treadmill running. I think the biggest takeaway from this is be consistent. So irrespective of whether you set it at, at 1%, 0 or in my case, when I do treadmill runs, I always have it at 0.5. There's no science behind that. It's just what I've always done, and therefore I don't change it. Because if I want to look back at any treadmill sessions I've done previously, I'm comparing things accurately. I hope that makes some sense. So I would say... If you leave it at zero, that's fine, but keep it at zero or increase it to 0.5 or 1%. No more, and just make sure you keep every session that you do on the treadmill at that same gradient. I hope that helps. If you've got any questions, it's hashtag Ask Jake, or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. I'll tell you something, man. I'm I'm getting seriously warm in this in this cupboard, in this this very professional recording coat cupboard. The studio, as we like to refer to it as, it is a coat cupboard. It's warm in here. I just... It's so warm, man. It's so... It's stuffy. Stuffy.
1: Yeah, I know. You, you could always... Obviously, it is a coat cup, you could always put a coat on. Actually, that wouldn't that's, help, would it? That's
2: not going to... But I, but that's then I'd feel the benefit at the end of the show. If I put the coat on at the start of the show, <laughs> and a hat, would. and a pair of gloves, and a scarf, and yes. then just before we wrap up, which is actually this bit, by the way, don't worry, we're sodding off shortly, I could mm. take off the coat, the hat, and the gloves... And then I'd be all cool, wouldn't I? I'd feel, I'd really feel the benefit. Gotta feel the benefit
1: of a coach you've got. <laughs> You've got to feel the benefit is a phrase that I've not heard for many, many years. And my mum used to say it to me all the time, and as like a six-year-old I'm thinking, I don't even know what benefit means. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a clue. And we'd go into a cafe, and I'd be freezing, and she'd be like, take your coat off, Peter. And I'm like, I, n- I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm cold. You won't feel the benefit. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> by taking it off, I'm not going to feel the bloody benefit, because I'm freezing. I'm freezing I'm, just, six year- I'm <laughs> just freezing six-year-old. So there you go. If you have a
2: half marathon this weekend, you're looking at the forecast, it's looking a bit warm, maybe start off in your coat with a hat a nice pair of gloves they don't have to match and then around mile 10 you can take off the coat and the gloves and honestly you'll be flying those last three miles you'll feel absolutely amazing
1: oh you'll feel the benefit do you know what stuff the benefit stuff the benefit and
2: on that bombshell I think it's time to bring this show to a close
1: this has been Running With Jake the podcast your weekly
2: dose of running motivation stay safe have a great week we'll be back next week oh and one more thing Success is not how far you got, but the distance you travelled from where you started.